Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Listeners, thank you for joining Aging in Full Bloom today. I have a special guest on the phone with me. She's local, sort of, kind of. We are broadcasting out of Columbus, Ohio. I don't know how often I mention that. Seems like most of our guests are from across the country. But Maggie Kimmel is an attorney, an elder law attorney that practices in Bell Fountain, Ohio, which is, what, about 45 minutes from Columbus, Maggie? Yes, yes. Um, so I am an attorney uh, with Ailer Stallings, and we do have an office in Bell Fountain that I'm at a lot, but we also have a Dublin office and a Delaware office that I cover. So, um, but yeah, Bell Fountain's about 40 minutes away from, from Dublin. Okay. Do you, do you live in Bell Fountain? Why do I have Bell Fountain on my head? <laughs> I know it's because we talked about I wouldn't recognize it because I haven't been there since I was a child. Oh, yeah. It has changed a lot. But um, I'm originally from Kenton, Ohio. So um, from the area. So Bell Fountain is probably my busiest office right now. But um, when when I work at the Bell Fountain office, I stay at home in Kenton with my mom who still lives there. And then when I'm at the Dublin and Delaware offices, I have an apartment in Grandview that I stay at. Ah, very nice. Now, you are an attorney, and do you, you practice exclusive elder law at this point? Yes. So I'm an attorney. Um, we uh, started this firm back in 2010. I have been uh, working with Ehler Stallings. This is six months for me now. Okay. Um, but uh, prior to um, becoming an elder law attorney, I was actually working um, as a tax attorney, which uh, was uh, a little bit different in that not much <laughs> client interaction, yeah. uh, a lot of time doing paperwork. So I decided to make the switch. Um, so my family had used Ehler Stallings for their estate planning uh, way back, um, probably around in 2010 when the firm was founded. And I had heard great things. I watched my grandparents go through the process, and I loved uh, the lifelong support that the firm offers. Um, But, yeah, we practice exclusively. um, We do traditional estate planning, so all your wills, powers of attorney, living will, um, but do a lot in terms of asset protection with different types of trusts and elder law too so you have loved ones going into the nursing home or needing some more assistance at home we help those individuals uh, prepare a strategy to protect as many of their assets as possible um, so they don't spend it all down to nothing um, leave their spouse impoverished or nothing for their family but then also get them uh, in contact with uh, people who can give them the care that they need. And we also take care of Medicaid and VA aid and attendance applications, too. So uh, cover a lot of ground in this area. It's a lot. I got to tell you, it sounds way more fun than tax attorney It sure stuff. is. <laughs> I love it so yeah. far. Um, I get to meet, most of my days are spent meeting with clients and families and getting to know them. And um, we... Our law firm is based 
a support-based model. So we do everything flat fee. Once someone retains us, they're a client for life, and we meet annually, even if there's no big changes, um, just to chat, keep in touch. And I really love that that personal connection that we get to form with our clients. Yeah, a little relationship building going on there. Um, yes. And that's how you build trust is over time, right? You're not one and done. You're going to keep after us. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, something that um, in this area of law, I mean, it's a lifelong process. Most people get wills set up when they're maybe in their 20s or 30s when they first have kids um, to get things um, taken care of, make sure that they would be uh, provided for, have guardians if something happened to mom or dad. But mm-hmm. as you age, you need different things. When you accumulate more assets, it maybe it's time to start thinking about trusts. And then uh, around retirement age, you maybe want to start thinking about, okay, if, if I ever do need any sort of long-term care, which a lot of people do at some point, figuring out a way uh, to make sure that their assets are protected and things are in order and um, that their plan's going to work when they need it to rather than just the day they sign it. And you said the magic word, plan, plan. This is all about planning, planning ahead, planning for success, planning for happiness. Um, Sometimes it falls in our laps, but usually (laughs) we better have a plan, huh? Right. It's one of those things, you know, it's, it's not the most fun topic to talk about. You know, no one likes to think, you know, sometime they might not be here or able to live on their own, but it's something that if you do create a plan for it, it's not as scary and you're prepared for it. You know that there's there's no anxiety surrounding it or as little bit as possible uh, because you know that you've got everything taken care of. Your family members know who to call um, and how things will work. And, and so you're, you're really um, doing yourself a, a great service by thinking ahead. <coughs> yeah, and this comes down to control. <laughs> we all like to be in control. Um, it's oh, yeah. just the way we are, right? And this is one way to be in control of decisions. And I like what you said, too, about how things are constantly changing the will that you made in your 30s probably ain't going to work for you in your 60s. Um, so revisit those documents, um, and that's probably why you have the annual um, touches with your clients or meetings um, yes. so that you're able to address anything that has changed and needs to be modified. Well, right. And also, back when you initially set up your your traditional wills when you're in your younger years, you can use, you know, general practice attorney to, to create those documents. But as you age, what's really important, too, is making sure that the, the attorney that you're using, uh, once your life has changed a little bit and you need to prepare for a future uh, when you might be needing more assistance, is that you find an elder law attorney who is specifically versed in the types of issues and legal implications that people who are aging face, you know, because um, there are different things to think about. And um, it's a very specific area of law with specific rules and concerns and uh, just making sure you can find someone who understands all that. Uh, rather than, you know, your general practice attorneys are wonderful and use them for everything you can. But, you know, sometimes you do need uh, someone who is more 
uh, focused in sure, a particular sure. area. Well, you wouldn't go to your cardiologist if you were having trouble with hypertension or something, right? Um, exactly. So it's just a matter of getting the right specialist in place. And you didn't say this, but I will. It's also important um, that you pick an attorney that you can trust. Um, Absolutely. You have to feel comfortable um, with the person because you're sharing a lot of highly confidential information and you trust them to safeguard it and you trust them to do what you've instructed them to do um, and what's in your best interest and your family's best interest. So all that stuff comes into play. You should be um, interviewing attorneys just like you'd interview a realtor or, or a, a contractor or a roofer, anybody else. Um, Absolutely. you got to find the right fit. And you want to make sure that, you know, you, you trust them, you believe they've got your best interest at heart, yeah. um, and, and also that, you know, you're comfortable with talking about some things that, you know, could be uncomfortable, some touchy subjects and sure. um, all, all of that. I mean, because there's, um, there's a lot that goes into creating an, an estate plan, so you want to feel like you can open up and, and really trust that your attorney is is. Uh, well-versed in what they're doing and that they've got your best interest at heart. Um, and that, you know, for most people, this is a situation where the things that you spent your whole life building, you want to make sure that they will last for you, your spouse, your family members, and that you've got the right people there to make sure that they are prepared and being taken care of. Yeah, and I, I like what you're saying because you include um, the older adult, the senior, the elderly person, um, depending on the age, as well as the family members. A lot of time I I um, talk to seniors or I have interviewed seniors in the past and they'll tell me that you know they're concerned about leaving an inheritance. And I look at them and say, well, but what about you? Are you right. going to be taken care of in the process? And um, sometimes I see that getting slighted, like they're not really doing what's best for them because they're interested in this nest egg. Your legacy should be here and now. Um, that's how you should experience it. And it's not all about the money. It's not all about what kind of resources you leave behind. But you got to take care of you um, as oh, well. Yeah. And so long-term care planning are we basically talking about a nursing home or some assistance in the home? Is that what we mean by long-term care planning? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, at some point, I think the statistic right now is around 70% of people will maybe need, you know, whether it's someone to come and help them with chores around the house or um, everything from that to a full-on skilled nursing center. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's something, you know, no one wants to go to a nursing home. That's all of my clients. That's the last thing they want. But they know that it might happen at some point. Yeah. And so they want to make sure that they're prepared, number one, for themselves. They want to keep um, the things they work so hard for that they can spend their own money, of course, on the things that make them happy and that bring them joy. Um, and same thing with their spouse. They want to make sure that they are left, um, if something bad would happen to one of them, the other one is left provided for as well. So preparing for that long-term scenario where, you know, one of you might not be at home, maybe you are both at home, and that's 
where most of our clients want to stay for as long as possible. So making sure that things are set up to allow them to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is a huge, probably the majority of what I do. Of course, we do traditional estate planning. I've got clients in their 20s, 30s, 40s who just need traditional wills, things like that. But the majority of our focus lies with that long-term care piece um, for, for preparing for that situation so, should it happen. Maggie, I mean, I, you know, I ideally a... they would pass peacefully in their sleep at home, yeah. but, you know. Not always. Not right. always. I have a question for you, and I don't know if you can answer it or not. It's an honest question. In fact, Maggie and I haven't physically met yet, but we're going to have lunch together soon. Um, yes. I'm going to get to know her, and she comes highly endorsed from people that I trust very much. I wouldn't endorse her otherwise. Oh, thank you. Well, of course, you're welcome. Um, and before the podcast, as a lot of people do, I think maybe you're a little anxious about what are you going to ask and well, how's this going to go? And I said, it's a free-flowing conversation. I never give people questions up front because I just want you to be natural and share your information. And it always goes very well, but people are a little nervous <laughs> in the <Right>. onset because <laughs> I won't prep them. And especially an attorney. Attorney wants to be prepped um, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going to throw this question at you. If you, if you, It's not something that you could help with. Just tell me, but I'm not sure. So I remember uh, about three years ago, we had um, a patient who was in one of our nursing homes and she was getting ready to move to one of our assisted livings and everything was set and ready to go. And then we um, when we got ready to verify funds, we found out that um, her family had stole all her money and there was no money in the bank. Um, is that something that setting up a trust would help with, or is there a way to safeguard your money? Um, do you have any ideas about how people can avoid that kind of scenario? Oh, absolutely. So, number one, with the type of asset protection trust that we put into place, you have complete control over your money and where it is and who it goes to, and so that gives a lot of people great peace of mind. But also, you are in charge of picking the person who manages those funds for you. And uh, a great piece of that is the fact that our uh, law firm stands in the role of trust protector. So if there's ever a time where, say, uh, you know, you picked a family member who you thought was trustworthy to help manage your funds and uh, maybe they proved not to be and you see some funny business going on, um, we serve in the role of keeping an eye on that trust, making sure, okay, uh, that trustee is not doing what, what they should be and working to get them removed and replaced with one who will uh, be able to uh, serve in that role um, in a much more responsible manner. But uh, also with that being in the trust protector role, you put your assets in that trust and they are titled in the name of the trust. And so there's a provision in our document which actually says if there's ever a time where uh, trust funds are being removed in excess of a certain amount actually requires trust protector approval. So the grantor, the creator of the trust, which would have been the individual in 
the nursing home, uh, we would actually reach out and speak to them before we authorize those funds to be removed from that trust. So they wouldn't be able to be taken out without that grantor's permission. So that is uh, a great benefit to this trust. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and some some folks who are listening may think, well, at least that was an isolated incident. Yeah, not so much. It happens all the time. I'm sorry to report. Um, yeah. So when money's involved, you know, it brings out the worst in, in sometimes in people. Yeah. But, uh, Sad but true. Um, and we want yep. you to be protected. We want your assets to be protected because we want you to have what you need when you need it. Um, Absolutely. And of course, you know, if you think it's there and it's not, you can imagine the disappointment and then the heartbreak. Um, oh, to it know would that, be heartbreaking. Yes, that somebody you trusted had, um, well, they just weren't trustworthy. Um, and there was a big cost for this person to pay. So um, yes. get yourself an elder law attorney if you are an elder and you're looking to do these kinds of things. Planning is everything. Um, find someone you can trust. Don't put it off. We know these are hard, uncomfortable, just ugly discussions sometimes. I mean, even something as right. simple as a will, you just don't want to think about it. But life happens, and so does death, and we have to be prepared. Um, it will bring you more peace of mind. And we say that, and I think people just think it's just talk, you know, but there is something called peace of mind <laughs> there's oh, something yeah. to having some peace and confidence and and reassurance it lets you concentrate on other things like happiness and joy and um, purpose Absolutely. and those all those good things in life maggie what do you want to leave yes. our listeners with yeah so i really through my role i mean of course i'm an attorney but um, beyond that, what I want people to think of me first is just a friend, a resource, someone they can reach out to and ask any questions about this area that they might be wondering about. So um, if any of you out there are um, curious about what you need, what you should have, if you have done planning, if you haven't done planning, if you know, you've got a loved one who might be facing a situation of, um, okay, they, they are going to need some help and what can we do? I want to be a resource for you to, to lean on and, and get the information that you need on that. And also, um, I do really pride myself on, although it is an area of law that, you know, can be uncomfortable for some people to discuss, when my clients come in, I just, I like to treat it like, you know, we're friends, we're meeting for a chat. And, and, and I like to think that uh, approaching it in that way um, uh, makes it kind of fun. I mean, it's not an area of law that um, is super, I don't want it to be super scary. I want it to be something that they feel prepared for. They feel like they understand what's going on because let's face it, laws and especially laws in terms of Medicaid and inheritance and all that, unless you've gone through it, they can be very complicated. Mm-hmm. So I want to make it user-friendly. People know what to expect and they feel comfortable and prepared. So uh, that's my goal through this position and just kind of talking to you and trying to get that word out there, you know, um, come talk to me, go talk to any elder law attorney um, that you feel comfortable with. 
just so you can get that peace of mind. I know my grandparents used um, Ehlers-Dahlins, in fact, to do their estate planning, and they, uh, the peace of mind that came with that. You know, my grandpa was a small business owner and um, had a little bit that he had um, accumulated over the years through the sale of his business and knowing that that's protected and they can use that for themselves, for for life, for vacations, for fun things, for grandchildren's college fun, which I was very grateful for. <laughs> um, that, that means the world. And knowing that I could help maybe provide that for my clients as well, um, it how, means a lot to me. Maggie, how would they get in touch with you? So they could reach me by phone. My phone number um, at the Dublin office is 614-798-9800. Okay. I also have an email. It's Margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T dot Kimmel, K-I-M-M-E-L at AylorStallings.com. We've also got a website that's really nice, um, has a lot of good information on there, and that's AylorStallings.com, A-L-E-R-S-T-A-L-L-I-N-G-S.com. Two L's, two um, L's. Yes, two L's in Stallings. We've got some good blog articles on there as well. Uh, with just some good information and always help you to happy to uh, have a conversation on the phone with anyone who's got questions too. Listeners, thank you for joining. We hope you enjoyed the program and learned a little something along the way. Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.